it's learning the process behind it. You tend to appreciate it so much more and you're like, wow, they put so much into this one like batch and it's amazing like to know the process behind it. Maybe a little yeah. bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> yes. So uh, we're acne here. Products. We are here at Helton Beer School 6.0. Oh, wow. It's Man. crazy. I know. It is kind of crazy. crazy. I think the first one when I was here was like three. Yeah. Or four. Yeah. Well, that was actually five. the first one here. Yes. And uh, yeah. I'd done two previous. I didn't introduce myself yet. Mm-mm. I feel like a hack. Yeah. Who oh. are you? This is the guy. Um, I am. My name is Mark, spelled with a C. Semler, spelled C-M. with an S. Uh, and I do uh, Brian's marketing and social media here at the brewery. And, of course, Tap That AZ, you guys are here. We love having you guys oh, here. Oh, man, we love being you know? here. And uh, Brian Helton is actually circling us with a camera yeah. phone. Um, it's probably not recording knowing him. Uh, but you It's know, probably we'll a selfie the whole yeah, time. I yeah, don't even know. even know. I don't think he knows. You know, it's funny you say uh, Mark with a C, right? Um, at my job one time, I was given a client my name. Yeah. She was spelling it out. And we could share screens, right? So agent number, Eric, Eric with a C. C-E-R-I. I'm like, no. Oh, like, that's great. So you end. just became an old school Gaelic Sarek. <laughs> yeah, Sarek. That's yes. great. So, Mark, 6.0. This thing's badass. I love coming to beer school. Thank so, you, brother. Yeah. Greatly appreciated. What, yeah. what we started this as um, was actually uh, something I'm very passionate about, uh, Blue Pint Society. And we started beer school in Blue Pint Society uh, just as kind of a way to fund ourselves and to promote uh, the awareness of testicular cancer. And uh, so that's where we started kicking it off. Uh, Blue Pint Society kind of became its own entity, took its own path. And then I was like, well, I don't want to get rid of beer school because it's kind of a rad thing. And so when I came aboard with Brian, I pitched it to him and he immediately snapped it up. And so the community outreach in this thing has just been phenomenal. Uh, you know, and, and so it's something we've just continued to do. Um, and uh, I think the education that people get and the value that they, that they get out of it, and especially the introductions that we all can make and, and bring our individual businesses in, it's just great for the community. Yeah, know? absolutely. And I think it's cool that you get to learn so many different things. Like um, Oso is talking about water profiles, yep. off taste with Grand Canyon, yep. and loggers over here with Goldwater. There we it's, go. I mean, it's and our first ever cidery. Cider core. Right. right? Cider I didn't even know that was a thing. Stefan, Easy Beer Jedi, is my guest host. I should have introduced him. Hey, buddy. Yeah, how you doing, He's buddy? He's not a big fan of cider core. Uh, not yeah. so much, maybe. <laughs> no. Gluten <laughs> intolerant. Devotee. Ah, gotcha. No, Stefan is all, since Stefan and I first met, he's like, dude, you got to get the cider, cider core. core. got to get the cider, cider core. core. Right. Yep. And it all worked out. He was my co-host on that episode. So Very cool. Um, so here he is co-hosting. Good to have you, man. Honor Good to see you. No, I love this. This is this is exactly what we need, so keep it up. Thank you. Absolutely. Last one We're going to try. Blast. Yeah, I think this is the last one for uh, for this season. And then uh, I'll let you guys in on a little sneak preview. Um, we are in the talks with uh, Mother Road and Superstition Meadery and... Um, I believe one other northern Arizona brewery. We're gonna to try to kick one off this summer in the Pines. Nice. Ooh, so nice. just to tra- just to travel and ramble it, man. You yeah. know, and we're gonna we're gonna. I'm just using it to get a hotel room to get out of the heat. Yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. You said that though, because somebody replied um, on your guys' discussions, like, "Hey, were well, you guys gonna do one of these?" And I th- actually, it was when I shared it. The guys, oh, yeah, like, you should yeah, do yeah. one in Flagstaff. I think they actually sparked the interest in, ah, the, in yeah. the conversation. So, whoever you are, mystery man, thank you, or woman, 
<laughs> I'm not assuming gender. Person. <laughs> Her name was Jeff. Ah. Um, yes. <laughs> A.K.A. Brian Helton. Right yes, the Silver Fox. Also, I've got my man, Eric Merkow here. First time on the podcast, Eric. Yes, it is. Thank yes. you for having me. So Eric is my business partner with AZ Food and Beer. Oh, cool. Yes. So Yeah, I like that shirt, man. Thank it's you. rocking. It's a little, it's a, for those of you who can't see it, which is everybody but us four, <laughs> uh, it's actually a skull with some bunny ears on it. It's pretty rocking. What brand is that? Psycho Bunny, I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I like sense. it. I dig it. Yeah. I thought you'd like my solo cup. The solo cup hat. That is, <laughs> that is rocking. Yeah. I thought it, it was rocking. I thought it was the insignia from the rabbit from uh, Monty Python. No. Oh, that's <laughs> or or Donnie Darko. It could be. I yeah. saw that too. There I you go. That too. Yep. There you go. But it was neither of those. Neither. Yeah. Can I give a little plug real quick? Absolutely. Yes. We, everybody who's listening needs to join us April nineteenth for the yes. first Arizona food and beer pour here. Where is that? It's here. Here. Yes. Oh my God. I knew <laughs> it the whole time. I knew it the whole time. <laughs> Acoustics and ales. Acoustics and ales. That's yep. right. We're very excited have, about that event. We're pretty pumped for that. Yeah. We're gonna have. You guys pouring beer. Helio Basin, Goldwater, yeah. pouring two beers apiece, yep. right? Music from Kim Capria, badass. Have you seen her? I have not. I've She's heard wonderful things. Awesome. Yeah. First time I heard, I heard her was when uh, Helio Basin had their, uh, It was I think it was the Fayuka beer oh, release. Yeah. yeah. And Fayuka was playing, and this girl walks up, and she starts singing. I think it was like an Etta James song. I'm like, holy shit. Like, who, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> so right away, I'm like, if I ever have an event, she's, she's playing. So yeah, she's that's, doing acoustic. That's pretty ballsy to right off the bat go to Etta James, because there's certain artists that, uh, like guitarists, if you attempt Jimi Hendrix or Stevie Ray Vaughan, you better do it right. right? And same thing with Etta James. Like, if you're going to go there, you've, you've got to be awesome. She that. nailed it. Well, and, and I'll tell you, we're also going to have a live painter, yes. Katie Crawl. Um, you guys know uh, Chris Stapleton? Yes. Uh, yeah, so I she, love that. Right? A little bit of a man crush. <laughs> uh, well, I, I agree with you. She's going to do a, uh, a portrait of him. Oh, wow. A portrait of Muhammad Ali. And I think... Are they in the same ring? Uh, no. Separate. Ah, separate. Got it. Badass. Got it. Yeah. No, I can't remember who the, what the third is, but she, her work is amazing. Absolutely amazing. That yeah. sounds yeah. chill. Uh, Chris Stapleton, if you actually are listening to this... Uh, I want I want five percent of your next album cover if you put Muhammad Ali on that. <laughs> you fighting, fighting him and or singing crooning to him. Thank you. Right, yes. Dot com trademark. You're welcome. <laughs> you nailed that. You locked that down right there. That was impressive. You're such a marketing guy. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty pumped. This is gonna be a great event. So. Right, and we'll have food from you guys. Yeah, yeah. Judd's, yeah. Judd's making. I just talked to Judd, the chef. He's like, they're one of the things he said is short ribs. Oh, nice. Yeah. Judd is the man. He's a very talented yeah. individual. He uh, comes to us from Fire and Forage yep. um, down there in Tempe. I heard they're mobile, going to be doing some things, shaking some stuff up. So good for those guys. Super talented. And glad to have him part of the uh, Helton Brewing Company.com uh, crew here. Right. <laughs> right. Great. When I saw Judd, too, the great thing was like, hey, do you want to come here and taste something? I'm oh, like, yeah. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I know that sounds weird, he, but yeah. He <laughs> tricked me. It was just a Trisket with a gummy bear on it. And I was like, what is? This is wonderful. Hey, it's FYI, dust, right? that, yeah. that gummy bear is going to kick in in about oh. 20 minutes now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'll, I brought an extra pair of socks, so <laughs> nice. we're good. Well, every time you say... Uh, Heltonbrewing.com. Brian owes me 12 bucks. Well, I'm going to say azfoodandbeer.com. You should. Okay. Yeah, you should. there you go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you should. This guy's mind, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh -uh. My mind is like oh, in the clouds. <laughs> I always out. enjoy you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm going to go run around and do some stuff. Uh, really quick, for those of you listening, 
uh, please go check out uh, Blue Pint Society, near and dear to my heart again. Uh, we do have a .com up. We've also got a hipstagram and a friend book. So get over there, hang out for a bit. Um, it's just wonderful things, doing things for the advocacy of awareness of testicular cancer in men. And if you have three of those things, the balls, get that checked because that's not normal. <laughs> Nobody not, likes that, no. okay? It's so, not a badge anyway, of honor. Thank you, guys. Appreciate thanks, Mark. Thank appreciate you. it, buddy. Eric, thanks for joining thank us as well. Thank you for having me. AZ Food and Wine, com. Dot gov. What happened? Come on, grab some headphones. Yes. Nope, nope. Too late. Too late. Too late. I feel like I need to, like, drop a dope freaking rap riff right oh, now. Mad. And just be like, you oh, snap. No. He's got the beat. This no, is already off to like a rocky start. Dr. Dre, <laughs> Ice Cube type of stuff. Yeah, do it. I can't. <laughs> I will pay I'm a you girl. not to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Dr. Dre kind of that, stuff. I'll tell you something Dr. funny real quick. Yeah. So uh, I'm in training class, right? Yeah. And I've got two people in there who actually rap. And I was thinking, I was oh. like, I was like, you know what? I, you know what we need to do? Because I got another buddy who does guitar work. I'm like, I'm going to have them rap like an intro song for Tap That Easy. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I'd be good with that. That's awesome. That would be good. That could be the intro for the episode that you host. Yeah. Yo, 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 it's AZ Jedi. AZ Jedi. And that's all I no, got. No, the only like thing a, I like know a sick, is... Um, like lead guitar. Yeah. Freaking Snoop Dogg. So, wait, let's go. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-Double-G, but uh, somehow, some what way, keep coming. What did I walk into? <laughs> <laughs> everyone's rapping. I'm trying to find beer, and everyone's over here rapping. <laughs> all right. I'm all sorry. Right. I am intro. Who, I am who do we got here? I'm Jason. I help out with Helton. I do all the... Uh, Events. Rooster. Rooster, I guess. Known what? as the Rooster? Yeah, Ta-da! Mark gave me that name last uh, event in uh, Tucson. Why? I have no idea. It's Mark. You mean at Juicy Brews? Yes, Juicy That's Brews. You, so you weren't Rooster before Juicy Brews? Nope. It was on the way. Uh, oh, well, he knows why, yeah. Why? Well, come, on, come on, introduce no. yourself. Who's Mark, this gentleman? Mark loves to so give people nicknames. The story I was told. My name's Charlie, by the way. I'm a friend of Mark's and Jay's and Michelle's. Raider Nation and in the house. I'm a part of the Raider Nation also. Um, <laughs> some Vegas road so, trips coming up. So, anyways, I was told that they were driving by the <laughs> ostrich farm for. Oh yeah, Roos Cogburn. Yes. Yeah. And Jason wanted to get out and rape a, a <laughs> ostrich, <laughs> and Mark deterred him from that and gave him the nickname Rooster. Wow. And now we have Rooster. Not rape. Right. Right. <laughs> Same thing, but you know. You potato, potato. Yeah. I was told different, but whatever. <laughs> Go drink your beer. It's <laughs> like rooster beef. Drank that weekend, so <laughs> lock. Right? That right. was a rooster right. block Fair right enough. there. Rooster Puts B, a whole baby. new meaning rooster to uh, rooster B. Whole new meaning to hear they come to snuff the, the rooster, whole, right? You know, we're doing all the events, and, and he kept introducing me as rooster, and I'm like, who the hell's rooster? Everyone oh, wait, in that's Tucson that's knows Jason as rooster now. I love it. It's funny. You look like a rooster, kind of, in yeah. a good way. It's a beard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You changed yeah, your Facebook profile to say rooster. Wow. So I was you can't at the deny time. it. <laughs> he acts like he hates it, but <laughs> right? got his legal name changed to rooster. I love he to totally hate it. did. <laughs> like, it, you made it Facebook official. When you edit this, make sure you put in smells and chains, just like in the background. Here they yes. come to snuff the rooster. Come burn. <laughs> I like it. So, and who are you? You just oh, came over and hijacking the microphones me. here. I am. Michelle. Michelle. I rock. The I kick ass. Michelle. The Michelle. The Michelle Lee. 
the well, Michelle. no, if you go on Facebook, there are like 300 Michelle Lees. That's it? <laughs> only? 300? Only. only. Roughly. I think there's probably more than I that. I mean, I have a pretty generic name in China. Yeah. So. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. China. <laughs> but. China. <laughs> I think I'm the only Michelle Lee within the Valley beer community. If not, I will fight someone for the title. She would. For too. the title. The belt. <laughs> For the belt. the Michelle Lee belt. I am Michelle Lee. I will supply that belt. <laughs> I will he go will. Ric Flair on someone. He Woo! Will. Woo! <laughs> he will whittle that out of one piece of balsa wood. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? You, your role here is... Uh, I am moral support. I was going to say, you f- I feel like you're a little more lax on this one than you have I, been in one no, past. No, I actually... Because I am not a full-fledged employee uh, of Helton, they've reduced my tasks. Oh, uh, okay. So, so I have moral support with Mark, but because I am OCD, mm-hmm. I check everyone in and go, hey, you don't have a wristband. You better get over here and check in with me or I'm going to smack you like mm. really hard. We so call you- your role voluntold. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am voluntold. And you voluntold people. Yeah. Voluntold well, people. no. I I get voluntold that okay. I check people in. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, that was nice. Great performance, you two. <laughs> Oscar worthy. So we have our next guest here today. Hello? In the sunshine. Look at her. The sun is shining upon her face. Oh, you're sweet. She's glowing. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank no, you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so who, who are you? What, what's going on here? My name is Lisa Volchek. I am director of operations at Helton Brewing Company. I just got a little promotion last week, actually. Nice. Thanks, like official? It's official Brian. now? It is official. I haven't not gotten my uh, my uh, business cards in yet, but they're, they're ordered. Nice. They're ordered. Okay. Yes, so. You saw the receipt? I, I saw the receipt. Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> sir. That's right. I'm pretty much... Uh, Brian's assistant, okay. Uh, if if you could say, um, I run all of the events at Helton. I run the tap room. Um, I help Brian with his laundry. I do whatever what? I need to do. <laughs> yeah. Brian, I didn't even think Brian washed his clothes. So I know that's he, a lie. He does at times. He does at times. Yeah, he's gonna kill me for saying that, but uh, I, I threw it out there. So we'll just see how that goes. But um, so, do you wash it like on the on the, one of those uh, what are those washboards? Oh, yes. oh yes. Wash we boards? we don't do uh, uh, washer dryer here. No, no, we don't no. do anything like that. No. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. I know. I knew when we were here uh, was about two weeks ago when we were planning the, the April 19th. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was, he called you in and you're like, yep, yep. No. Yeah. On that. Yes. Right, I'll get it. And yes. I have, um, I, I've, I've gotten pretty good at um, just, you know, stepping in and being like, no, this is what we got to do. Um, I've been doing this for a little over a year and Brian bless his heart. I worked with him at um, rock bottom in desert Ridge. And so I've known him for a very long time, but um, he saw me, uh, over a year ago, not this past uh, Strong Beer Fest, but the one before that, and he was like, you know, I need somebody to come in and, and help me run this, you know, the brewery and just do all of the the stuff up front, pretty much, and then so he can do uh, the brewing and um, and so I was very fortunate that you know he brought me in and and um, I was able to just take a hold and just kind of do do whatever, but it's going really well. Nobody's been upset, so nice. that's you know <laughs> nice. that's that's half the battle right there. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. You guys are doing some awesome events. I mean, oh, there's, thanks, I mean, nothing as awesome as the April nineteenth Arizona Food and Beer. Yeah, acoustics and ales pour. It's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited. I know. I'm, I'm so excited about it. Pretty pumped too. Yeah. We just, uh, we just figured out that that possibly Stefan is gonna be hosting the podcast. Oh, him Stephane. and his wife. Yeah, love it. Yes, yes. And I can't help but look at this guy's shoes. He's got Which, Jaws. 
jaw bones. I know, right? Those are badass. That's too much style for me. I don't know what's going on there. There's I, I so many things going on. I'm going to wear those yeah. at work. That's oh. awesome. Here's Brian right here. The shoes. Look at, look at Love me. them, dude. Oh, yeah. Those are, <laughs> those are we awesome. Are getting, <laughs> we are getting Brian on this. Like, you know, What do you got? So this guy just come up. Yeah. He's got jaw join bones. Us. Why don't you join us? On his the shoes. shoes. What the hell's going on? So those are spurs I made oh, uh, my. out awesome. of some like Halloween jawbone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what I do is I do medieval uh, recreation. Okay. And uh, yes. I'm a knight. And okay. uh, the symbolism of knighthood is spurs, uh, a big chain you usually wear, and a white belt. Okay. I'm actually about to go to a fighter practice because we do uh, full contact medieval combat. So we Ooh. get in the whole armor right, and, and just. Oh my goodness. Beat, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's, you're talking Stefan's oh, wait, style I right here. Yeah, I knew. I don't Look have an info card, but that's my fighter card. And he's got. Oh, dude. oh he, he, was, he thought it was fighter card. He's like, like, no, whoa, I'm whoa, legit, dude. What's your name, man? I'm safe. I'm safe. My name's Neo. Neo. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. nice to meet you. This is Tap the That Easy Podcast. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Those Before are the coolest shoes I've ever King seen. Kai, just, you know. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been doing that for 11 years. Okay. And uh, it's awesome. never once gotten boring. It's no. just a blast. That's so, awesome. Well, when you're yeah. wearing jawbones on your heels. You know what? I do get I got to get a picture. I got to get yeah. a picture of those. Yeah. Yes, you uh, do. <laughs> um, so what are you doing at beer school, dude? Uh, I like I like beer. You like beer? Yeah. You do? It's a little wild. Me too. Beautiful. That's um, a good picture. I like beer. Uh, the cool thing is I know a lot of people that do the medieval nerdy thing that I do, okay. that they brew themselves. Uh, th there's a lot of people who make mead. Mead is now my new favorite thing. So uh, you met my friends over here, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it's pretty interesting. So Very I get nice. to taste a lot of uh, home He's brew getting, stuff. Neo's getting groped. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was just asked if I wanted a stout, and the correct answer is, uh, yeah. <laughs> With a back rub. Uh, okay. No one's I'll ever do done that to me. Well, no. The great thing was is, <laughs> it, it, is it looked it looked much shadier oh, than that, didn't it? Nice. It did. It, it really dude, did, yeah. That is love. Dude with a big beard. It was aggressive. You, black sunglasses. It, it I thought he was going to be like, hey, See, dude, the you big beard eagle? guys, yeah. they think they can just come up on us almost beard guys yeah. and just grope us. Yeah. I know. And it's okay. Are we yeah. on the radio? We accept no, We this, is, this will not go out live, so it'll be recorded. And the podcast is Tap That Easy Podcast. That's pretty go sweet. Around. If you yeah. don't know, now you know. Now you know. Now you know. Yeah. This is my third yeah. one at Helton Beer School. Can I high five for that? Yes. <laughs> yes. You like that? You like that? Yes. Yes. So we go around to the breweries and interview them. Um, sometimes we do events like this, but usually it's a sit down with the brewery, have them tell their story kind that's of thing. super cool. Yeah. So uh, super neat. anytime we can get involved with beer, that's always a good thing. That's super cool. Well, <laughs> yeah. thanks for having me on here. Dude, thanks for thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And thanks I'm going to go continue drinking beer. Yeah, awesome. Do it. Stefan? Yes, sir. So far, so good? This is awesome. Yeah. I love beer school, man. Not only is the uh, the locale ideal. and the Like get locale meaning like, like here, here or just where we're set up? Like just this, well, no one can see it, but we've got like the best table going on. And Helton, the physical location in addition to the beer is a great spot. Oh, it really is, right? It's just it's perfect. And I think it really uh, exemplifies the the welcomeness and how it feels inviting to to come in and, and linger yeah you know i i do you know ride share on the side and uh people were asking me recently a lot of people who are out of town visiting and were asking about places to go and i think i don't know if it's a millennial thing i don't know if it's uh something local to phoenix that's going on but we've got some great spots that are just like the feeling is to come in and be there for a few hours 
Yeah. And this is a place like that. You can come in and chill. What I like about this, and we have a special guest with us now. The specialist hey. of guests. Who the hell are you? I am Christina, the co-owner of 8-Bit Ale Works, also often regarded as Mrs. 8-Bit. Mrs. 8-Bit. That's I like right. It. <laughs> I like it. Well, Stefan and I were just talking about how the breweries are just like this, so welcoming and just a great environment. Come in. You can bring your family in, right? I'm not taking my kids to Loco Patron, right? No, no. for sure. <laughs> you know, it's it's something we run into a lot at, um, at our place at 8-Bit. Like, we have a lot of people who bring their kids in. We have a lot of regulars who have kids, and, and if they want to visit the brewery, their option is to bring the kids with them. That's that's their choice, like, or they don't come. And um, what I love about it is it's the kind of place where that's okay. Now, obviously, you know, you have to parent your children. You can't let them run all crazy all over the place. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as you're with your kids and, and making sure that they're not being excessively disruptive, it's it's really, it is, it is a, a place where you can come with friends, with family, um, some of our regulars, like during the holidays, will bring their family with them when they come to visit. It's yeah. it's really wonderful, and this is the best industry. There's so much collaboration, so much passion, and it's it's all shared. It's not you know one sided. We we have healthy competition, but yes. it's certainly something where we all come together, and at the end of the day, we all have the same goal. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's funny about that is, I have nephews and nieces, and now a grandbaby. Congratulations! Yeah. I love I, you know I love kids, but at the same time, it's like when you go someplace and you like see a bunch of screaming kids, you roll your eyes and you're just like, oh my gosh! Every <laughs> instance that I've ever had visiting Oso, Ren House, Wandering Tortoise, 8-Bit, anywhere where it's like family, and you see kids, I have yet to see annoying screaming kids running around. They're usually contained. They're there with their their parents, and they're doing exactly what I think the breweries are, are trying to present is like. A family environment, a place to come hang out, and they're usually involved in some type of like board game or card game, and yeah. it's like, yeah, that's that's awesome. Video games. That's right. Video games. <laughs> Video you games. better believe it. Right. You know, and and don't get me wrong, there there are some off the wall situations that we occasionally have to address. Um, you know, we had one time where we were doing a fundraiser for the Avondale Fire Department because we're we're very supportive of our local city. We're we're proud to be Avondale yeah. um, natives. Well, sort of natives. Ryan's kind of a native. But we're proud to live there. We're proud to own a brewery there. And um, so the firefighter came, and they were doing a little cornhole tournament outside. And these parents came and put their kids inside at one of our video game systems and then went outside and did their cornhole tournament. <laughs> not only is that super illegal, but probably not the best practice in parenting <laughs> super either. Super illegal? So, um, you know, we, we had to kind of address that and deal with it. We had to let the parents know, you know, you, you do have to be with your children. You can't leave them alone in a bar right uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's you know it's it's that fine line we're, we're we're a bar in the sense that we serve alcohol that's our that's our primary purpose we don't you know have other options for you but um we're, we're not a bar in the sense that you know people come here they get crazy they party they get trashed and you know they stumble out the door that's not what we do that's not our goal that's not what we want to see so it is the kind of place where if you're bringing your kids as long as you're watching them and, and taking care of them and they're not disrupting my other guests like by all means you don't have to worry about them getting trampled by a bunch of drunks this right. isn't right. college freshman hour yeah you know <laughs> right, right. <laughs> amateur yeah. that's right that's right yeah um i think it's awesome and i love what you guys are doing i want to get over there you guys were one of my first episodes i think I episode remember. four or five remember that yeah i think it was the first you guys were the first episode with this new setup oh. remember i was so nervous i'm like i don't know how this is working like how do i do this, all this <laughs> uh do you want to we've got another special guest here 
And this is actually is probably very historic, too. This is historic. What? Why is this historic? Very historic. Who is this? Uh, Who, my you, name is Tamara Cheney. You can turn this down, Tamara. Right down there. Oh, that's there much you, better. There you Thank go. you. Nice, yeah. Um, and my husband and our business partners and I are hoping to open the West Valley's first meadery. Oh, yeah. So um, we are very good friends with Christina and Ryan from 8-Bit, and they have encouraged my husband to pursue his dreams as a mead maker. And uh, we are hoping to open within a year. Our Facebook page should hopefully be going live within a week or so. So we're going to be called Scale and Feather Meadery. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, and uh, we, well, it's a little tip of the hat to Odin and Vikings, because that's where all mead comes from with the raven. Um, And also the golden dragon is our scale. And uh, so that's sort of our Beowulf connection. But we, um, we're we huge nerds and geeks. We, <laughs> my husband and I actually met playing D&D in high school. What so are awesome. geeks? I don't know anything about geeks. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you don't. <laughs> if there was video, you would have seen Christina is that, fist bump. Is, uh-huh. that like, is that a Greek term? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's from the Latin, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the, the Latin was. It's Geekus. like a derivative of like Geekus. the most awesome people on <laughs> yes, earth. Yes, yes, right. exactly. It's the people who will right. rule the world, you know. <laughs> I knew uh, I had a place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So um, we are very excited to bring to the West Valley Mead. Um, yes. We have some amazing stuff in Arizona already, but not so much out where we are. And um, we want to have that geek and nerd fandom follow from 8-Bit to us. And create little a uh, little mini comic fest sort of atmosphere on the West Valley. Nice. Um, we will have D and D nights, and my husband is apparently playing. I just found out today with a day of Thirsty Thursday, where Thirsty we will Thursday. have a metal component on Thursdays wow. um, to enjoy mead and sizers and things like that. So we want to bring this very old ancient beverage into the new like consciousness, and we think the time is right and. Um, we're hoping to partner with 8-Bit, actually, and make a braggot, yeah. which is a beer made with honey Ooh. that they will be able to have once we're open. So, It's going to be epic. And what I love about what they're doing, too, is they're, you know, meat is, is a very ancient art slash science, just like any kind of uh, alcohol creation. But um, much like Cidercore, who's here today, they're bringing a beverage that has a completely different history into sort of the craft beer realm of um, you know consumers and kind of crossing that line and and really just not only crafting something unique and new but really tying a bunch of elements together and and that's what I love about this industry in general we all get to be so creative yeah there there are no lines anymore no. and we're happy to help cross them especially with you know people who have a, a talent for doing just that and that's awesome you guys are encouraging these guys to follow their dreams of making mead I mean, I am a Disney fan. My favorite quote might be <laughs> something like, uh, if you have the courage to pursue your dreams. If you have the courage to pursue them, all your dreams can come true. That's it. Thanks, wow. it. Yes. <laughs> okay, so for people who don't know, what exactly is mead? So mead is honey wine, essentially. Um, so it's, it's fermented much like wine is. It's crafted more like wine than beer, although there's a lot of new things that we're doing to try to cross that, that bridge. Okay. Um, we even have session meads. And so the mead is, um, can range just like a wine does from very dry to very sweet. A lot of times people think about um, just that sweet Chaucer's mead that they may have had at the Ren Fair. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's not really my style. 
But the thing is, there's a style for everyone. Um, And so we're very much hoping to kind of appeal to everyone with that. We want to have at least four solid representations of the styles when we start and then have more going from there um, throughout as much as we can, can make new things. We've got some really cool ideas at how we're going to kind of appeal to people who maybe don't know me yet. We want to be their introduction at an affordable price point um, because like I said, we have great, amazing stuff that is available to us, but it's not always in everybody's price point. Right. And we really want to be an affordable every man's meat, if you will, your everyday meat instead of saving it for special occasions. Yeah, th- their goal is to be really super approachable, which which we obviously love. You know, having the video game theme that we do at 8-Bit, we get a lot of people in who don't necessarily know craft beer or aren't accustomed to craft beer. They're attracted to the theme, which is amazing because, you know, I love games. I, I'm all for that. Um, but, you know, we're introducing a lot of people into a world that they've never been a part of. And what I love about what Ben and Tamara and Amber and Cross are going to be doing with the um, with their meadery is is really helping to bridge that gap and, and really put it into the consciousness of everyday people and becoming very approachable in a way that, you know, may not be possible in most situations. Like she said, a session mead? Who does that? That's amazing. Yeah. And we want to try to play with maybe some dry hopping in our meads and things. And just like Ryan and Christina, we um, it's going to be the owners working the tasting room most of the time. We're we're all going to have our day jobs, but that's going to be our baby at night and on the weekends. So we want people to come in and and learn about it from us and um, approach us. And we'll have some like VIP experiences where people can come in and uh, do bench trials where we give them the meat and we try different addings, um, things like malic acid and tartaric acid and um, tannins and see what they like best and then help us decide what our craft is going to be. And so like we that. really want it to be something that it's not just done in a bubble. Yeah. It is it is that group. I mean, I, we found such a great community at 8-Bit. Um, and so I, we want to continue that. We want it to be where people are like, oh, yeah, we want to go to those two places, and that's a destination on the west side. So, You know, and really all over the state, I, I can't stress enough how lucky we are in the state of Arizona to see the expansion of this kind of craft in general. We have some of the best breweries in the world and, and probably some of the most underrated breweries in the world here in Arizona. And um, and that goes for, for things like meteries. Like, obviously, Superstition has a great following, and they, they deserve it. I mean, what they're doing is outstanding, no question. But um, much like the craft beer scene in Arizona had a lot to overcome, and we've definitely got to um, continue our growth to be taken seriously as a beer state, which I certainly think we're in range of becoming. For sure. um, you know, I think there's a lot of room for me, too. And really, just for craft beverages in general, this is it's a great industry to be a part of, and it's really something that I think Arizona is in a unique position to continue to grow um, without necessarily overdoing it the yeah. way some cities have. So Yeah, just kind of easing into it at an appropriate pace. I was kind of explaining that to someone that I was giving a ride to, how Arizona is such a melting pot you know, oh, you, yeah. when you someone says I'm an Arizona native, everyone's first reaction is, "Oh, you don't, you don't hear that, you know, too yeah. often." But we've got so many people who are essentially bringing and wanting the best of where they've come from yeah. that Arizona is showcasing that. So we're like, I, don't know, I feel like we've got the best of the best here, like it's almost like a dream team that we're able to like see grow and assemble from the breweries and the cider, and, and now you know with mead and the other things, it's awesome. Yeah. And everybody has been so supportive. You know, we, we've made some contacts through Christina and Ryan and just 
um, the, the craft beer industry is so accepting and like when we were just talking with Cider Core about how they were so pleased to feel not separate and apart and yeah. and they're welcomed into it and I feel like we're feeling the same way so yeah. I'm excited to see the future of the craft at beverage industry in Arizona. You know, Ryan and have uh, Ryan and I have often kind of made the comparison of like you can't go to a place that has two pizza places right next door to each other because right. you're only going to eat one pizza. Yeah. yeah. I I mean most people, hey, let's <laughs> right. not judge, but it depends on how good that pizza <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, because, yeah, I can... Um, but typically you're going to choose one or the other, but if you have two breweries or a meadery and a brewery right next door to each other, that's not an issue. It becomes a destination. People will yeah. go to both. Yep. And it's an advantage. It is. Yeah. It's a huge advantage and what's beautiful about that is that I think is is really the core of why this industry is so able to be so collaborative I mean in general you hear all the time beer people are the best people and I have no doubt that that is absolutely the truth I completely stand by that statement I have seen some of the most miraculous and um, just uplifting uh, coming togethers of people because of this industry in a way that I, I just can't even begin to describe but yeah. In addition to, you know, an industry that is filled with so much heart and so much soul and so much passion and so much love for one another, I think the fact that we can grow this industry together and we don't have to compete against one another, we can all work together to make an Arizona an amazing state to come visit for craft beverages. I mean, I think that that certainly lends itself to a really unique perspective. And I, I mean, we're so lucky to be a part of something like that. Yeah. I think, I think for me, when I see it and Granted, there's kind of an underbelly to everything. Of course. But the kind of competition that exists is that that friendly. Mm-hmm. We're in this together. You're you're my partner. You're my support. Yeah. But let's let's push each other to be as as good as we can. And like you see that excellence taking place. Because, I mean, I'm sure it happens other places. But I hear all the time about the collaborations that are taking place, and you get that result of like the two of the best coming together. And to me, that's that's so fun. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love my husband, but I still want to kick his ass at video games once in a while. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of that, I've got an idea for a tournament, the 8-bit. Okay. Goldeneye on Nintendo 64. Ooh, Uh, solid. I I think that that would be pretty badass, have some sort of Arizona food and beer. Mm. Goldeneye. No, Tetris. Goldeneye. You're way behind the times, buddy. I'm I'm, I'm old school. Goldeneye. That's okay. I'm old school. Yeah. Well, guys. Thanks for joining. Thank you Thank so much you for having us. Good luck with the meadery. Thank you. Let us know when you guys are ready to rock. We'll come out. We'll do an episode. Absolutely. And, yeah. We'd love it. So, awesome. yeah, and hopefully within, like I said, a week or so, scale and feather meadery on Facebook, Instagram, all those places, and we'll keep everybody updated on our progress. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much, guys. You guys keep doing what you do. Christina. Thank you. As you always, so good to see you both, Steph and Eric. You guys are the bomb. We love you. And uh, thank you for letting me rant on your show for a little bit. Always happy to do that, <laughs> ever since episode four. <laughs> love it. Cheers, guys. We've got our next guest here. Who, who are you? Oh, my name is Steven. Steven? How y'all doing? Welcome, dude. Thank you. Yes. We had your buddy, the, the guy with the bone shoes on. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. He's, <laughs> yes. he's great. He's great. He's awesome. Putting it mildly. Right. <laughs> he's the most interesting man in the world here. <laughs> yes, yeah. He has a fighter's card. He has he an actual, like, he medieval does. fighter's card. We yeah. don't talk about that card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, right? Steve? It is. Steve or Steve? Either way, man. Either depends way. on how much you like me. <laughs> well, you came up and you whispered in, uh, was it Neo? Yeah. yeah. Neo's ear. The one. And, and it looked like there was some... There was some 
something going on, right? Oh, there was some groping happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was a groping. There was groping there happening. There was groping yeah. going on. I thought on. it was like a Vulcan mind meld. Like, there was yeah. a channeling of energy and yeah. through his left breast. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's, right. that's the way you get through to him. Right. So, well, gentle Steve looks and caressing. Like a, Steve looks like a badass, and he comes up and he gropes him a little bit, and then he whispers in his ear. And I was like, what did you just say? Because it looked like you just said, hey, dude, you ready to go pick up those rocket launchers? No, I asked like, him if he wanted a stout. <laughs> That's what it was. That was the question. I'm like, dude. I'm like, oh, man, my, my idea was much, much right. more crazy. Yeah. So, dude, what, what, do you, uh, what, what brought you here? Uh, so I got invited by uh, Brian Helton. Oh, nice. Uh, last night. So we came down last night. Uh, I've known Brian for not for very long now. He's uh, relatively new friends. But... Uh, I came down to share our good news with him last night, and so he said that I needed to come down today and hang out at the beer school and come meet people and whatnot. So here I am. Nice, dude. And I, do you want? Yeah. Is there any news that you want to share on so, the on the show? Uh, there's a relatively new thing happening here in Arizona that I'm part of. Uh, we're starting Arizona's first 501c3 nonprofit brew pub and smokehouse. What? So it's called the Brewbecue. Nice. And uh, we're going to be opening in Chandler in the next year or so. And Great spot for it, by the way. Right. Uh, we've got a couple of locations that we're eyeballing right now. One of them is the old Iguana Max building next to Dos Gringos on Alma School. Okay. We're eyeballing that place. And we've looked at a couple of others here and there. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so part of, the, part of what we do is that every beer on our bar must come from an Arizona independently owned and operated brewery. So, unfortunately, our guys from Four Peaks are out of the question because they got bought by Anheuser-Busch. Right. Um, but otherwise, yeah, if it's independently owned and operated, that's who we carry. We don't carry any, any national brands. Uh, our goal right now is for 80% of our restaurant must be locally sourced. And uh, Dude, that's, that's huge. Yeah. So this is awesome. The uh, <laughs> the idea that we're running with as a nonprofit is that all of the proceeds from our restaurant go to St. Vincent de Paul Food Shelf. We chose them specifically because any donation given to St. Vincent de Paul stays within the borders of the state that it's donated in. So it's not sent to a central distribution warehouse and sent out around the country. Our goal is to help support our own state and stay within the borders of our state. So when the, we originally had just started talking about opening a smokehouse because it's kind of what we do. I'm a chef. And um, when uh, we started researching some stuff and found some numbers that kind of hurt my feeling, <clears throat> you know, 15.1% of our state lives under the federal poverty limit. That's 12,500 a year. That's, fit, that's a million people in this state. And uh, St. Vincent de Paul and most of the food shelves can't keep up with it. Yeah. So our job is to raise funds, and we're doing our fundraisers daily by having a restaurant. Those funds go to St. Vincent de Paul, who must use those funds to buy their produce from Arizona local farms. And in return, we're trying to get Arizona local farms to give us restaurant prices on produce so that we create this economic circle within the state and everybody benefits from it. Yeah. And we're a nonprofit. Dude, that's badass, man. So that's, it's, I mean, every come, aspect come of it, back it's. And be a guest. These girls are like, what is going on here? <laughs> um, it's it's that circle, right? Like you said, like you're, you're getting locally sourced, 80% locally sourced ingredients for the for the food. You're Absolutely. getting uh, beer from Arizona. So you're pulling the 
everything in through that, but then you're also pushing back out right. with, with the same thing. Dude, you that's know, and, unreal. And part of the fun thing is that, you know, everybody loves, who doesn't love barbecue? No, man. Right? I don't, I don't know those people. Right. They're terrorists. I, right? <laughs> terrorists <laughs> don't like barbecue. Right. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, the, the, the great thing about this is that every time you decide to come in, you want a pound of brisket. Great. So you just bought a pound of the badass brisket. You also just fed someone else. Because yeah. all of that profit that we made from that from that sale, from that one food sale, from your ticket that day, all the beer that you bought at the bar, um, you know, we're going to be, obviously, we're going to be carrying Helton there. Yeah. Um, so every time you buy one of Brian's beers, every time you buy one of Goldwater's beers, that profit from that keg goes to feed somebody else in need. Yeah. We're also going to be working with, like, the Arizona Sojourner House and all sorts of fun stuff. So, so for my own curiosity with that, um, any idea on how many handles locally you're looking to, you know, have there on site? Oh, that's. So I think what would you think, what I, would you like versus probably the reality? Uh, so yeah, the the what I'd like is I'd love to have. I'd love to have all of them, but there, we've got 97 breweries in the state now, mm-hmm. and I can't have 300 taps. Right, <laughs> right. right. you could. That's obnoxious. <laughs> right. That is yeah. obnoxious. Yeah. Um, so I think our goal right now is we're probably going to have somewhere between 12 and 20 taps, and then we'll cycle. Right. We'll rotate our taps monthly. Which um, is the great thing about the variety we got. You can do that, and it's always absolutely. Gonna be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be great and fresh. And so, you know, and I've, I've had a lot of talks with Brian in the short time that we've known each other. We've talked quite a bit about uh, our own brewery and getting beer done for us so that we have our own brubecue beer. Right. Um, and... Uh, there's going to be a few that are going to be constant on tap, and then there's going to be a lot of rotations. Nice. Well, so, this is the man to talk to when it comes this to beer. This is. To, to beer right. oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Thank you. Brian, welcome. The, the beard is rustling up against the... the it's, get, it's coming in good, man. I, I, I'm going to say I'm impressed. I think the key is don't trim it. Someone that's told a, me that. Just don't ever trim it. So, ever. yeah. Stop yeah. Let it go. That warm, <laughs> that warm, inviting rustling is Brian's beard. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, dude, that's awesome. Like, he was telling us uh, what, the, what, he's, what, what they're doing. Like, I mean, that's, that concept is, is Oh, yeah. Unreal. Once again, supporting local. You know, yeah. that's the beauty of it and what they're trying to do. And, you know, uh, barbecue and beer, they go great together. You know, there's so many things that they can do over there that we're excited to be a part of that program, too. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, very awesome, dude. Like, this is, I'm excited. I'm Thank excited. You. Yeah. Because, yeah. like you said, who doesn't like barbecue, right? Terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> Terrorists. Terrorists. We, we, Terrorists we, don't like barbecue. Yes. yes. Who was it? Uh, was it not Al Qaeda? What was the other? The Taliban. It was the Taliban, yeah. Again, They're I don't know who that is. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, uh, well, dude, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, man. Keep, keep in contact. I'll give you one of my cards here. Uh, when you guys are ready to rock, we'll come out. We'll do some some coverage of you guys. Absolutely. Podcast, you know, we're going yeah. to have one hell of a grand opening when it happens. So, um, like I said, right now our big holdup is all of the fun bureaucratic red tape of getting our 501c3. Yeah. Once that happens, all the fundraising starts, and that's where the fun happens. I mean, who doesn't like doing fundraisers for beer and barbecue? Right. So right now we've got one completed smoker that we're building them ourselves. We're not trying to buy smokers. We got, we even got our tanks locally. So we're building them from scratch from 250 gallon propane tanks. Uh, one of them is completed and done. We fired it up and tested it a couple of weekends ago and did a couple of briskets and pork shoulders in there. Amazing food. Yeah. 
Nice, um, man. So that's getting loaded onto a trailer. And so when we start doing our fundraisers, that smoker is going out places. And we're going to be doing live fire smoking right there on site for the fundraiser and serving brisket and barbecue, man. So I will let you guys know when that happens. Please do. Please do. I'm really good Gentlemen, to eat. It's been a pleasure. Drink. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Brian? Yo. Another beer school? Absolutely. Another beer school down. Another happy, successful, beautiful day. Oh, man. It's so nice. We are spoiled here. We are. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we got the best spot in the house right here, too. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't know if anyone can hear in the background, but one of the reasons why I love what we're doing here is we just probably had 10 or 15, you know, Harleys ride up to, you know, enjoy some beers today, you know? So this whole kind of a central Phoenix corridor that we're in, we have the best mix of people. You know, at any given time, you can see from the beer lovers to, you know, grandma and grandpas to a bunch of Harley guys to young kids all sitting around enjoying craft beer. I mean, we're like no boundaries. And I yeah. love that, you yeah. know, so that's just great. We, we were kind of talking with a couple of guests previously who were talking about int- reintroducing some of these older ancient ciders, yeah. mead, you know, beer. And it, it has such a storied history throughout you know, human history. And I think when you start talking about like the Renaissance and what that means and like the new learning, the new knowledge, I I really do feel that like with craft beer, it's just putting that in the spotlight and here in Phoenix to see that explosion, you know, you're right here on Indian school. And I tell everybody I give a ride to, it's like, you want to have fun, start cruising at Indian school and just pick a spot and then just start going down the line. So you can either start with Helton, which I would always recommend, or you can end with Helton and it'll be your grand finale because there's so much in this neighborhood that you can enjoy. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. It's like I said, I, we got a couple of projects. I don't want to put it out there yet. Uh, one major one I'm working on that uh, it personifies what's going on in Phoenix right now. Um, we have so many great breweries and we're all working together and doing these great collabs. You know, my second location and how we're kind of putting this all together and letting us work together, it's, it's just amazing. You know, we are San Diego five years ago, you know, and I can't be more proud to be a part of this, what's going on right now, because we have some really, really talented breweries and brewers that, you know, and we're enjoying our times together. Yeah. You know, making some great beer. So it's, it's really exciting. Not just really a, exciting. Not just a part of it, man, but just for me as a fan, yeah. like you guys are our help paving that way well, thank you. like like what you're doing in the beer school like i would tell anybody that hasn't had a chance to come down here for this you, you're really seeing something special here and helton's like absolutely tracing blazing a trail with that well, well it's pretty easy i mean we totally believe in education and making better beer drinkers and all of us coming together and having fun together so we got the venue we got the space you know um yeah, you know, it's like I said, I'm just lucky enough to be surrounded by some really good brewers right now, yeah. you know, and people that are willing to play around and, you know, have fun. So, yeah. I think it's cool that everybody's coming up together, too. Yeah. Right. right? You know, it's not exactly. like you're trying to break into a scene that's been established for 30 years. Yep. People, I mean, when I, I can't remember what episode it was, but we did a little research and it, we found out that the oldest brewery here is from 1994. I think Prescott is yep. the oldest brewery that's still that's not that very that's not i was in high school yeah makes me feel old but young at the same time you know (laughs) but but everybody's coming this this industry everybody right now is growing up together you know i think that's awesome yeah Yeah. it is awesome brian thanks buddy all right guys thank you guys it's great i love how you guys support us as well so thank you for coming out on a sunday always all right april 19th too april 19th yep big event az food and beer we're gonna be here having a great time good food people 
drinks, music. Yeah, it's time to show people that we can elevate food to match the beer and actually elevate the beer to match the food. So we're really excited about this uh, next stage of what we're doing here. So, awesome. All right, thank you guys. Enjoy the rest thanks, of your buddy. day. Thanks, You too. All right, thanks. Who do we have here? Uh, Blake. Blake. I'm a full-time Spanish teacher and beer enthusiast. Awesome. Beer enthusiast. Yeah. Nice, man. And I like the shirt, too. Oh, thank you. State yeah. 48. And <laughs> I, I never know and how to Pechoto. say it. And Pechoto. Pechoto. I've yeah. heard that place God's is badass. Oh, my God. The coffee is so good. The best? Yeah, definitely. In the world? Must best. Well, I think so, because <laughs> they're getting it straight from the source. It's yeah. just coming straight over to Arizona. So can't understate that at all. No. Is that in, uh, where is that? So that's on, uh, it's in uh, Chandler. It's on uh, Arizona and it's just short of Pecos, I believe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know the brand. Chandler. I oh, yeah. Their coffee's fantastic. And actually, they're actually at Cidercore. You can get the. Uh, that's why I know. Yeah. Hold for applause. Yeah. yeah. Cidercore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. But they're, uh, they're one of their ciders there that uses Pechotto's beans because I work there part-time as well. So I'm kind of affiliated with Cider for yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then they did the uh, they did the beans for the uh, BRI, one of the BRI yeah, beers, yeah. They're, right? They're yeah, they're kind of all over. Yeah. The Morning I mean, Sex, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A great source, yeah. Nice, man. So what brings you to beer school? What made you come uh, here? Just learn some more, you know, just doing some homebrew on my own and nice. trying to get as much information as possible. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then learn a little bit, and then also supporting, you know, Cidercore, being with them. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, just being a part of the experience, really. Yeah, nice, definitely. man. Dude, this is, this is a great time. I love beer school. This is the third one we've done. Um, just such a good time, man, hanging out with good people, learning some shit. What would you learn? If you had one thing to take away, what do you think it would be? Ooh. If I had one thing to learn, um, definitely Grand Canyon did a great presentation on the uh, the off flavors. Yeah, yeah. If you get your it. your off flavors with the beer, uh, they did a great uh, demo with the jelly beans. Like just knowing how much like you can taste, just like without using your nose at all. Yeah. And then two, just like if they get it wrong, uh, you know those flavors that you can taste, like you gotta know which one is which. You know like how you can correct it. You know on the back end, yeah. make sure you're still gonna get a product very useful for you as a home brewer oh 100 yeah yeah because yeah, i've yeah. only brewed like one so far and i think there is a little bit of that flavor that i noticed in their beers i was like okay in the future i gotta boil more yeah to make sure i don't you know come across that flavor again nice man yeah look at that blake is educated yeah, try, trying to be educated yeah yeah trying to be educated yeah. awesome yeah. Well, guys thanks for thanks for joining yeah. in yeah man. no problem man yeah. yeah thank you for having us yeah, yeah absolutely 100 can i do more so one thing about the homebrew, if you, all you guys listening, uh, if they have one of these things at, at Helton, please come again. Um, big big shout out to uh, Eric and the podcast. Huge, um, catchy name, great guys. Come and talk to these fellas. Um, if you guys are gonna come and do anything with uh, Helton, please know that the water in our society will create the brew. That was the biggest thing that I captured today, is I never knew that where you were is where you, is what's gonna um, basically entail the beer that you drink. You're in Europe, you're gonna get this, you're gonna, gonna be in uh, the States, you're gonna get this. And I think the biggest thing that I captured out of today is that in Arizona, we got hard water, we got, we got some great brewers, we got some great chemistry, and uh, anything that you guys can bring to the table, it's all education. Nobody knows anything and or everything. And the best thing about today is that 
We're all learning. We're all love beer, and we all love podcasts. There it Killer. is. Awesome. That is it. Thank Steve, you. thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> nice, man. We got another guy coming up. So I'm gonna love that hat. I'm gonna hop in. I would like the honor of introducing our, our next guest. Oh, absolutely, yes. And I feel like, uh, and you I called like, him over. You I like, called him. I like, Cat called him. I like to geek out a little bit with my analogies, and I feel like in our in our craft beer community here, especially within Arizona, we have we have different. And don't take this the wrong way. Different classes. Yeah. Right now we have the Jake Real with us. And I feel like Jake is like, he's a leader of the warrior class. He is out there. This is a big, this is, a, you got to live up to this, Jake. <laughs> I, I, and I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of creeping on Facebook. I'm watching what people are doing. And Jake's, he will post and I'll see the beer that he's got and the stuff that he's getting. He's helped me out on some acquisitions and I feel honored that he's here. So, Jake, please. Have you guys met before? We've yeah, we've met person? before. Okay. We've met before. <laughs> Because that'd be really awkward. Like it was like, Jake's like, damn man, it's the fun. Yeah, I, I wasn't I, I even prepared. You out a little bit. No, 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 we've met. We Jake, know. welcome yeah. to the show, dude. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, what? What? Tell me specifics about this, this pedestal that that uh, Stefan has put you upon. Oh, uh, well, I, I just, I drive places and I pick up beer. It's just, I'll okay. Make runs to Tucson. I brought back like eight or nine cases of uh, can releases before from Pueblo Vida and just dish it out to people up here. Okay. Bring back their great great beer. Nice. Doing the work. <laughs> doing the work, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work, man. There's some good breweries down there and they yeah. put put out stuff quite often. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but not just that, man. You get you get some stuff from out of state that's just like, oh, bastards. <laughs> yeah. Do you drive out of state too? No, I, I have family back in Maryland and I'll go back there and I'll bring back some stuff, but I have some buddies back there who ship me stuff and I'm shipping stuff to them all the time. Oh, nice. So yeah, I just, just building connections, just shipping stuff all over the country. Nice, man. <laughs> so as, as like stuff that people back there want from here, what, what do you, there's the Pueblo Vida, Tombstone, Wilderness. Like yeah, what? Wilderness is definitely the top. People well, just, okay. Dream Sickle was in demand a lot, and some okay. of the just crazy stuff that they've been doing. Yeah, Ren House and Pueblo Vida definitely building up. People want more of them, and I, I try okay. to pitch it to the people too, and try and get it to them so they can see it. And once yeah. they once they have it, they're like, "This is this is amazing." And yeah, then once I just build it connections with those people, they just keep wanting the releases from those breweries time and time again. Yeah, so you might be the guy to uh, connect with because I have never tasted uh, Julius from uh, Treehouse. That's like it's like I, I'm not very. I'm not very committed to untapped. Not I won't say committed, but I'm not very disciplined. But I have like one beer that's on my wish list, and that's the Julius from Treehouse. Yeah. Yeah. So you get a lot of good stuff from back east. Yeah, I've gotten yeah. a decent amount of Treehouse. I've only had Julius at a share when okay. I was back in Maryland. I've never actually had a can of it myself. But is it amazing as everybody says it is? It's good. I think a couple of years ago it definitely was a lot more amazing than what people just <laughs> – I think other breweries have grown, and it's not as high of a level as people once thought. Okay. Oh, that's you know it's interesting you say, interesting you say that because when I did the episode with Brian Helton, I was going to California right the, like the next week and I was like yeah I'm gonna try Pliny for the first time and I even asked Brian I'm like you know is Pliny like everything what everybody says it is he's like ten years ago yeah he's like today he's like there's so many good breweries out there making good beer yeah I got yeah. two bottles of Pliny for the first time a couple of months ago and I, I it was the same thing yeah like it's an amazing beer but I think a couple of years ago it would have blown everything out of the water it's just yeah. now this, everybody else has caught up so much that you have yeah. to you really have to put it in context yeah. as to when it came out what it was doing for that style mm-hmm. you know and it's still a great beer yeah. but they're like we were talking about earlier like the competition that exists 
which is great for us as beer drinkers. Everyone wants to outdo each other, which yeah. is which is awesome. But. Dudes, thanks for joining. Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah. so you guys are the presenters at Beer School 6.0. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I've met these two jabronis before, but I haven't, I haven't met this guy yet. <laughs> How's it going? Good, I'm man. Matt. Matt. Yeah. Nice, nice to, meet to meet you, man. You're with uh, Oso. Yes, sir. Very nice. What were you guys? Uh, what were you guys presenting? Uh, we were doing a presentation on water profiles and how it affects hop and malt perceptions. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Some um, Steve, the t-shirt guy, the guy that does the merchandise. He was. Lo- he loved your guys' setup. He's like, he's like, dude, the water is so important. Like you, you did a good job over <laughs> yeah, there because he you. was, he was hammering on that water thing. Yeah, <laughs> but it is right. It's such a key. I mean, I it's, mean, it's basically the biggest ingredient you put into beer. Yeah, and uh, the different minerals and all that stuff, calcium and you know the uh, chloride, sulfates, just kind of changes how your palate perceives flavors. Yeah. So the more you mess with it, the more you're what you perceive as your finished product changes. Yeah, yeah. So, and you, what was the, what, what was the, what did you guys do? Like, how did you present? Um, so we 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 picked two different beers: uh, our Hoppy, which is our West Coast style IPA, and our um, Whiskey Shivers, which is a barrel aged barley wine, um, because one has more hops, one has more malt. So that's what we started with the base, so that you could see the the flavor changes in both um and we brought some gypsum out uh some calcium chloride and also um nacl which is table salt okay um and we dosed each beer with different dosings of it so with the gypsum we did about 150 parts per million increase in the barley wine 200 parts per million increase in the hoppy which should accentuate hop flavors kind of dry it out as far as our palate, palate's concerned. Okay. Um, and then the other two will basically increase maltiness, um, maybe even lower some of the hop perception and increase sweetness. Nice. And it's cool to, to present people with that. Like, yeah. I mean, everything everybody does at beer school is like, just like, holy shit, I didn't even realize that. I just usually get a glass of beer and drink it, right? Yeah. Which, is what, which is what you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, for, no, for sure. Uh, I, 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 uh, I'm very appreciative of someone showing up and doing water profiles. It's something, um, as far as like my nerdy spectrum, I'm all about like sustainability and pH uh, and, and water quality. Uh, to your point, I was just trying some homebrew from a local homebrewer uh, the other night with Noel Garcia, and he wanted us to be very critical of it and uh, give him some real honest feedback. And you're just, it's getting gnarly. And uh, we like the beer, and we're just like, what is that? What is that? What is that? And is chlorine from city water (laughs) and it was just throwing us so off for so long until we just kind of eliminated things and um just i mean that is just one in in my mind an incredibly recent example of why it's important but uh, i was just glad to see you guys here uh presenting that because it's not something people think about a lot and and you know uh especially places like phoenix uh some people just take water and strip it down to zero and build it back up those are heavy investment costs, time, science, mm-hmm. you know, love of the game. It's just, it's very involved. So appreciate you guys coming out and uh, rocking that out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, and you guys, and this related to what you guys were doing, right? Yeah, actually. So I was talking to Josh and it turned out that it was kind of good that that happened at the same time because we're doing off flavors. And so we wanted to kind of present. We're going to do a triangle and really focus on one flavor, but what we thought might be more beneficial 
on a, on a basic kind of education scale would be to, we did four styles. We did a, a Bach lager, we did an amber ale, we did uh, a, a Berliner Weiss, and then uh, an IPA. And we, so with uh, the Bach, we did DMS, and we did a base, and then you know uh, a spiked, and then with amber, we did diacetyl. Um, and, and that's super crazy too, because you know when you talk about parts per million, like you're talking about, less than 100 will make you taste that flavor. And so it's really, you know, it's something people don't always understand is, you know, a flaw in beer. And then with the sour, we did, you know, vinegar as opposed to the acetyl. And then uh, with, with the, the double IPA, we did a perceived uh, uh, malt difference in quality, uh, but served the same beer. Uh, it tends to screw with people's uh, mindsets. And, and a big thing for me is like when you're tasting beer and when, like we all love beer and we bring people into the process and you're like, hey, try this beer, I love this beer, like this is why I love this beer, and you're like, you're gonna taste guava and mango, and knock it off, stop it, <laughs> shut the fuck up, just let me drink a beer, because you're influencing the way I'm gonna taste it. The weather, my mood, these things already have tremendous influences on the way we drink, and the way we choose a style for the evening, but then even just someone over your back with a wholly, a completely different palate, a completely different preference in, in, in taste is telling you what you're about to taste, and we're just, humans are, are, are great social creatures, man. Like, you're going to look to pull that style from. I mean, you're not going to disbelieve someone, whether your palate can taste it or not. And so um, it was just really interesting to kind of end on that and kind of focus that point. Um, it just, I was, I was just excited to see that this was the most technical version of this track yet. Every beer school has been amazing. This is my third one. But this was incredibly technical, and it was just really great to see some awesome presenters like Oso and Goldwater and Cedarcore. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool that they leave it up to you guys, right? Yeah. Because, uh, like, I'm involved, even though, like, like I don't have much feedback. Like, I, Mark sends out the email to everybody, like, hey, everybody, choose your topic, choose this, choose that. And I'm like, um, I just want to have the wooden table in the corner still. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're in, man, you're in. But it's cool that, they, that it's not saying, hey, Alex, you guys are doing this. You know, you guys are doing this for Oso. Like, it's like, what do you guys want to do? What do you want to present? Like, what, old, do you, yeah, what do you guys love? And the only what, limitation is, is if someone else, like, kind of beats you to it, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right. I, I know that I think for a beer school, four with Orlando from Hangar 24. Yeah. I think that there was a barrel age confliction. So I think one of the next beer, next one or two beer schools will have a, a local brewery doing barrel aging. Because, I mean, our only restriction is we just want to cover a swath of range yeah. to to give the most value to these wonderful people that come out and partake in this. I yeah. mean, Sunday 1 to 4, coming in, paying some money to like, and I mean, they didn't drink a bunch of like quality beer at our place, right? Mm -hmm. We're doing off flavors. Like, you got to dump out. You got to really want to drink that. Right. Listen, yeah. I, I've known a lot of alcoholics in my day. I've done a tenure behind the bar and I've been in HRM for 20 years. I've just never seen a group of people who wants to know how shit's made, is fine with tasting it when it's not great, and just understanding it. It's it, it, it's super great. I fucking love it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. Well, that leads us to my man Jordan. Yeah. Over here from Goldwater, you guys brought some of the, uh, what'd you guys bring? So today we brought a couple augers that we brewed at the, oh shit. Jeez, jeez, Sorry. You're good, you're good. As long as it doesn't get on this thing. Alex <laughs> just tried to kick over the table. Is that you? That was me. <laughs> I need attention. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's good. But, yeah, so basically what we brought today was the, uh, we want to kind of bring experience of uh, craft lagering to the public. I know a lot of people don't think much of lagers out there. They When you mention lager, they're like, oh, hey, Budweiser, Miller, Coors, yada, yada, yada. They don't think much of, like, you know, what we go through as a craft lager. 
brewing company. So it's, I mean, that's what we want to bring forward and show like, hey, this is the difference you can experience in our lager and, you know, Oso's, Hop- uh, Oso's Light and Grand Canyon's Pilsner. It's like these are the differences you can experience because we're actually taking, you know, we're taking a lot of time and effort and really trying to showcase what lagers can be versus, you know, what you drink at your, uh, you know, the the home bash when you're 19 years old slamming back Bud Light. So, you know. Natty Lights, <laughs> yeah, and shit like that, yeah. So, yeah, so we just kind of want to showcase, like, you know, what how much time and process it takes to do a tried and true lager. Because, I mean, we have our lagering tanks down in our gold mine basement. And so, I mean, we're spending anywhere from six to three, six weeks to eight mo- three months, you know, crafting these lagers. Anywhere from our simple Hellas, which takes six weeks, to our Doppelbach, which took us three or four months. So, it's just kind of, you know, trying to showcase it. Lagering is more than what you think it is. It's just, it's not that basic concept of like oh it's just that light beer that you drink on a you know on a day when you're at the golf course or something like that right right well and like a, a lot of people avoid them too because it takes up tank space it takes up that time See, right and that's the thing too yeah. is a lot of breweries can't traditionally do them because they can't type a fermenter tank for you know six weeks at a time because they need you know they need to turn and burn their tanks as quickly as possible to keep up with demand keep up production so a lot of places can't do the tried and true lager i mean a lot of places will do they'll do their colches or they'll do like a hybrid ale and they'll do stuff like that, but it's like just no one has the time or space unless you have those lagering tanks that you can just shoot it down to there, let it rest, let it condition, let it do its thing. It's just, I mean, which is a blessing for us is we're able to craft and produce those lagers, but yeah, normal breweries, they, they can't tie up tank space. And that's like yeah. the, that's the number one downfall to craft brewing right now is they can't tie up that tank space for those lagers. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you guys for doing it. No, uh, one hundred percent. Who walks in the door? <laughs> who walks in the door? You don't know what you're in for when who walks in the door? Coming up <laughs> soon, another episode of Who Walks in the Door. Have you guys listened to their episodes yet? I, yeah, I, yeah, I listened to all the local podcasts. Yeah, I was just talking to her how I had listened to those first two. So I'm actually looking forward to the next episode. But while, while you're right here, Jordan, I just wanted to say, uh, speaking of conflicting things, we wanted to do loggers. <laughs> this week, but uh, I saw you guys were doing it. I mean, to be honest, I mean, if any, I mean, we've been doing loggers for 10 years. If anyone's gonna do it at beer school, I'm glad you guys did it. It, like you said, it's super important to talk about. Grain to glass is so much tremendously longer, it's oh, yeah. so much more of a labor of love, which is what this commodity industry is. And, and I mean, hats off to you. I mean, I, I look forward to seeing what you guys are doing over there. But thanks for presenting loggers today. It's a, it's an important aspect that no one thinks about. Well, thank you. I mean, really appreciate it. I mean, come for you guys. You guys, yeah, like you said, you've been producing bloggers and pilsners for quite some time now. And just, it's, it's one of the things people don't understand. It's like, people are like, oh, they, so they talk very highly of barrel-aged beers and the time it takes to do a barrel-aged beer. When you think about it, it's like, it's very similar to the time it takes to do a craft lager. It's like the same. Yeah, and, and with so much fewer mistakes in between. Yes. Like, with barreling, you have blending, you have, like. Adjuncts. Uh, and our last barrel-aged beer, like, early on, we're like, this is too fucking hot. We can't do this. And then we're like, hey, you know what? Just let it sit. Just let it sit. And you, like, if you screw up a logger, you can't just uh, let it sit for another year. I mean, yeah, that, no. <laughs> that that is 120 barrels of tank space. Like you said, you got to kind of rotate through and 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 move through. And uh, I'm just glad to see a, a lot more local uh, leaders and guys putting out quality beer like yourselves are kind of jumping on that and uh, bringing some educational track to it because it, it it's it's going to be an educational game at the end of the day. But um, there's nothing better than a locally made just quality lager, in my opinion. So I can agree with that. Yeah, it's just I mean it's one of those things where it's like you know one thing we tell people a lot, and what I've kind of taken to heart too is like you know you can't really hide anything in lagers. It's oh, you yeah. know you, it's you got you get your you know a lot of them are one grain, one hop, 
and it's very clean and crisp and light. It's like you can't hide anything. Like an IPA, you can hop bomb the hell out of IPA. You can cover up any inequalities or any flaws. But lagers, if that flaws there it's it's there you can't really get rid of it no for sure and to that point that's why when i mean you travel we all travel a lot see a lot of breweries first thing i dig in on is their pilsner lager whatever lager they got if they got one that's what i'm digging in on first you know because that's going to set me up to know everything else i'm going to experience because if if you're trying to hide it here you're trying to hide it everywhere else exactly so yeah, and it's it's kind of funny with loggers. Like a lot of people's perception is, okay, loggers are cheap. <laughs> That's you know, the thing. they're they're the cheapest yeah. beer I could buy, and they're gonna be the lowest quality, which is like almost completely opposite when you really think about like what you have to do to put in to make a great lager, yeah. like the time, the tank space, like you guys were talking about, like that. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, you it, might, it's a you commitment might. because if it, if it goes sideways, not only did you tie up a tank for 45 days, which you could have done three ambers out of, exactly. uh, now you have zero profit plus your deficit from material spend. It's it, Again, it, it just comes down to a labor of love, and I'm really great to have seen Arizona really embrace it and to see some really great cats like Goldwater out there just really kind of steering into it pretty hard. I know State 48's uh, dedicating an entire location. Oh, yeah. Uh, as well, so same as Osa, right? You guys and got a couple yeah, lagering Oso tanks. Gilbert, we got three right. lagering tanks. Oh, really? Hell yeah! But again, to kind of touch on, like you know, that's the thing is you know, like just hearing from our sales rep, you know, when people are like, well, why well, am I going to buy your crap lager at this cost? When I get a keg of Budweiser for so much cheaper, it's like, well. It's just at that point they don't understand the time and process we put into these loggers and how much care we put into them and it's also like really I mean, come on we're not even on the same level here yeah <laughs> right well you were telling me that before because right because budweiser yeah. doesn't need your money yeah they, they got, got corn enough. they got corn and rice <laughs> they got enough they money rice, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a whole nother whole nother episode in itself right <laughs> <laughs> for, for for sure Anytime those clowns come up. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I guess if I have anything left to say, at least to you two gentlemen, thanks for coming out. Thanks for doing such a great job. I've, this is my third time out, and I, I, I've seen some, some impressive uh, output from everyone, and it only comes from, from you know, dedication, wasting a Sunday away, uh, teaching some, drum, uh, so, so, some, some people about uh, beer, and uh, thank you for the time. It, it, it's important to what we do. I mean, it seems like something so simple, but... This is a very thankless job, and, and you guys did a very good job, so thank you. Yeah. And, and, and you, you as well. Too as well. Yeah. Thank you. This is my yes. first time out here. You know, sorry to cut you off. First time out here for, for us at Goldwater, and it's been phenomenal. It's been a great just kind of Sunday afternoon hearing from everyone. I mean, this is fantastic. I love doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. No, this is great. I love that Helton does this. Like, it's just a great, just craft beer community. And it's kind of funny. I feel like everybody who's, like, come up and stepped up to the microphone, everyone's like, oh, I love the beer people. Like, craft beer community here in Arizona is great. But it's so true. I mean, it's it's so true. And Brian brings everything right here under this roof. Just, and Just the fact that Mark Semler, like, five years ago wasn't involved in craft beer at all, and he's now just put together this six-beer school. Like it's incredible. Like yeah. he, he he's he, he's worked for the the TSA for years, and you know he's just been a craft beer fan. Uh, he started his Blue Pint Society um, years and years ago. Started doing some events. I helped do the first beer school with him, and he's really you know he, he's now become the health marketing manager. And 
like literally, you're talking about a dude who is literally just inspired by the locality and the community of Arizona craft beer. And so hats off to him for continuing this on and keeping it going because I, I, I help him for every single one of these, uh, whether I'm in them or not. And it is a fuck ton of work. It's and a, it is yeah. very stressful. Yeah. Uh, but they always come out great. And, uh, and and I just felt he needed a little shout-out on that. So Absolutely. Mark, thank you so much. He's always the first guest, too. Oh, is he? Well, yeah, whether I won him to be or not. Like, <laughs> Come on, dude, again? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, dudes, thanks so much. I appreciate this. Looking oh, yeah, forward to the next it. one. Thanks awesome. Us on, man. Right on. Cheers. Now she can hear. Can you hear me? You're in stereo. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can hear. I can hear. So, guys, welcome to beer school. This is pretty badass. Absolutely. First off, I think we got to mention thank you guys uh, for getting us out in the first podcast. Thank you to Helton for letting a cidery come to a brewery. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool that uh, when we first started this, we thought that the demographics that we'd be reaching uh, were significantly different. And seeing the love and outpouring from the uh, brew community and brewers and beer craft beer drinkers, um, has been unbelievable, yeah. absolutely. So uh, this is an amazing experience for us. We're having so much fun uh, being able to educate and uh, love on some of the community that's coming out for craft cider. Yeah. Well, dude, I think the key word is craft, right? Absolutely. That's what people look at. They're like, oh, this is cider. I like beer. It's like, no, you guys are craft. You guys are fucking got your hands in this shit, making it local quality experimental yeah. pushing that boundary yeah good people good dudes doing good shit man that's, thanks yeah that's why that's why i welcomed you into my world <laughs> <laughs> gather around the spool <laughs> the spool this is the spool I, I love this thing like brian was like i can get you a table i'm like fuck you dude i'm setting up on the spool man this thing is badass craigslist <laughs> i know he said there's a place off the 17 that these things are like 40 50 bucks yeah. Like shit, dude. I'm redecorating my whole house. <laughs> yeah, my daughters. You got a spool in the bathroom now. Yeah, here's your new bed. <laughs> yeah, Watch out for you, gotta, you gotta get the tap that AZ logo painted on one of these. Oh yeah, I'll get it branded. Gloss the heck out of it. Yeah. So, dudes, this is awesome. Um, last time, I think last beer school. I don't think you were able to make it, Jason. But Josh, you were here to kind of get a feel for it, yep. kind of see what's going on, and yep. and you were you were loving it. Loved it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it was good to see, like, what was going on. Uh, and even, like, the things that came out of, like Jason was mentioning, uh, just kind of all, like, the relationships and the appreciation of the craft community. Uh, like, right now, we're getting, we're in the conversations to drop a couple of pretty cool collaborations with Dark Sky, Little Crooked Tooth. Yeah. Uh, so we're excited that, like, We've been welcomed in, but then, like, even beyond just being welcomed in, the appreciation for, like, crafting, like, that the experimentation and the joy of just making new things has allowed people like the guys at Dark Sky, 12 West, Oro, Crooked Tooth, to say, like, we don't know what it looks like to firm it together yeah but let's do it let's try it that let's, sounded let's real intimate it. real let's get, that's yeah. ferment 
Let's lay down and ferment together. <laughs> little Al Green. This is going to be one of the most epic uh, Hashtag collaborations. Yeast mode. Dude, Orange I'm juice so and you're excited for blend. it. Yes. So and it's all going to be called the Stefan. The Stefan. <laughs> the Stefan. Just the symbol, formerly known as Stefan. Yeah. The artist. The, the Jedi, Stephon. formerly known as Stefan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, what was cool is when I approached uh, I approached the other guys, it was like, hey, this is kind of the idea that you guys were the centerpiece of it. Both of them, Crooked Tooth and Dark Sky, were like, fuck, yes. Like, there was no hesitation. It was just like, yes, yes, let's do this. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what's going to come out of this, you know? We're Everybody's excited, gonna, too. We're going to all lay down and ferment. Tap into yeah, it. Yeah, tap into it, yes. So what were, you guys, what were you guys doing back there? Like, what was your the topic? So we did a, a pretty basic... Uh, Cider 101. Josh kind of gave a little bit of a backstory of of uh, how we how we came to be, and then I gave a presentation a little bit more based on the uh, science aspect of cider making and how and why we're different. And uh, I think people enjoyed it. Enjoyed the ciders. You're there. What do you think? Oh my God! Are you kidding? Like fan club charter member 101. <laughs> I'm a crown eater, so. I have no idea what's going on half the time. Are you guys? I think it was cool. No, go ahead, Stefan. No, I was just going to say, like, of everything that's here, because everything is awesome, I probably had, like, four full pours of cider, so that's, yeah. that's where I gravitated towards. Yeah. Well, I think it was cool that for you guys, too, um, you know, to be welcomed into this, number one, but number two, to be able to get the craft beer community to be able to people who might not have had your cider before come in and taste your cider right as being part of this absolutely and we we hear over and over and over again we're not cider fans we're cider core fans and that that means more to us than anything because it it uh we we think that we're doing it different we're trying to do it different but then to hear from people who could give two shits about cider say we are doing it different and care about it is amazing yeah well when i brought my uh when i brought my wife and two of our friends that one time we saw you guys uh that I told him I'm like we got to go to Cidercore. Like we're like I don't care if we have to drive all the way over there just for Cidercore and then come back and go to these places. Hashtag uh, downtown Mesa. Hashtag yes yes. So it was like uh, <laughs> Josh has got the he's doing it. Hashtag friendship. <laughs> but they were like they're like oh cool. They watched the story. They watched the you know the video that we did and the story of you guys and they really loved. it. They're like oh yeah yeah we'll check it out. But afterwards they didn't quite. It wasn't until afterwards that they said, okay, well, going into that, we liked the story of the place and it looked cool. We were just going to go in. But that fucking cider was amazing. First sip, everybody had. I was like, holy shit. My wife was blown away by the coffee one. She's like, she's like, what is that? I'm like, I told you. Like, why don't you believe me? Like, believe in what I say. There is absolutely yeah. <laughs> a theme throughout. And Josh was telling me every week without fail, there's that conversation with the person who's like, I don't really like ciders and I'm more of beer. And then... By the end of the introduction, it's just like you have shattered what I previously thought was going to be. Yeah. And is now, like you said, not just a cider fan, but a cider core fan. Yeah, absolutely. That smile, that smile said it all. He's just, Jason, yeah, just I mean, a little it, smile. You know, it, it, says a, it has a very intimate, emotional thing to me because this was something that I processed very difficult times in my life with. And, uh, and you know, a lot of people are like, it, it went from a hobby in the garage that, that that's where it took care of um, some of the uh, emotional issues I was I was working through was through the hobby part of it 
now we've gone commercial, the hobby part's not really there anymore. Yeah. And so where I relate all that now is, is uh, hearing things like that and, and seeing people that are happy and, and building community over something that we're doing in our, in our building. And um, that now has become the most therapeutic part. And uh, I found I find complete joy in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. The business, like the the business part of it, really crushes the hobby part of it. Yeah. And so, like, even for Jason and I, as we're sitting in the garage and we're thinking of ideas and we're constantly growing this thing, like that part of the beauty of it, we lose now because we're trying to sell it. We're trying to move it, yeah. trying to take care of all the the taxes, the business part, um, and for us, like to be to be around people like the two of you guys, uh, to see the joy that it brings to the people that come into the tap room regularly, to hear the compliments, like Stefan was saying, of like, I'm not a cider guy, I'm a craft beer guy, shaking their hand and saying, hey, I'm a craft beer guy too, yeah, <laughs> and then by the end of the night, they're like. I'm still a craft beer guy, but I'm a cider core fan. I'm going to bring people back. And seeing every week new people coming in, brought with people that we've met before, is like, it makes that lack of like time that him and I get to really like hobby it Yeah. all, all worth it. Because we see people in there enjoying it. And like even last night, I stopped by the tap room for the first night of not working the tap room and uh, walked into the back room and heard people like, what in the world? I've never had anything like this. You're like sneaking, like you have like the cup on yeah, the, yeah, on the yeah, door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like just to hear the joy that it brings to people that like I've never had something like this before. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and, and don't you also find like I think maybe you were telling me that you'll maybe start to have a conversation with somebody and somebody who's been in before will sell it for you. Right, They'll right. start grabbing someone by the hand. No, try this one, try number eight, try the coffee. It's like, yep. Yeah, we had a guy in a couple of weeks ago walk straight to the bar, a younger dude, and he shakes my hand and he goes, or he re, he was like, hey, I'm a, I'm a craft beer guy. And kind of was carrying a little bit of like, I don't want to be here. And I shook uh, his hand and said, so am I. And his face was like, what? Like, like you realize what? what you're up against? Yeah. I'm a craft beer guy. Yeah. Me too. And uh, he goes, all right, here's the deal. <laughs> you give me a cider that you would drink. I was like, all right. So I gave him one of our ciders, a cold brew with Peixoto over in Chandler. Yeah. And uh, he takes a drink and he's like, this is cider, right? <laughs> I was like, yep, 100%. Walked away from him, let him kind of have his own time, looked back, and there was about five people on the other side of him that he didn't know. Yeah. He's selling them our, our cider, saying, like, ah, dude, hey, take a drink out of my glass. I don't really care. Like, yeah. this stuff is so good. And uh, for us, like, the biggest thing is the craft of it, but the community is, the, is huge. Yeah. And so to see, like, People joining in other people that they don't even know, celebrating something that they've never tasted. It's like, all right, I'm going to go lay down in the back room and just say, (laughs) hallelujah, it's good. We're good. That's awesome. That is awesome. And that's cool that that you guys were able to find that because 
It's like it with anything that you really love, when it gets to a business level, you stop doing, you stop cooking, you stop brewing beer, you stop um, whatever it is, right? And you're, now you're working on the business stuff. So it's great that you guys were able to find that, still find something in that. You know, and I think it's I think it's mindset too. So if you guys have the right mindset, you're gonna find those other things. Because you could be like, fuck, I wanna just make cider. But if yeah. you're like if you're open to it, you're gonna yep. find those other things as this thing progresses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we have people uh, the one that we one of the ones that we brought out today, Tamarin and Meyer Lemon. Uh, we have a couple who came in a couple weeks ago and they just kind of fell in love with what we were doing. And the guy wasn't a cider drinker. Yeah. He was like this is so good. I'm interested. And started bringing friends back. And uh, a couple weeks ago, he brought in about 150 pounds of Meyer lemon from his backyard. Said, That's hey. where you got it from. Yeah, he's like, hey, would you guys use this for anything? And uh, we threw it in the tamarind and Meyer lemon. And we also did uh, his girl really liked the slushy. So he threw it in the prickly pear, made a prickly pear lemon slushy. Well, guys, hey, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on, talking. I got to make my way back over to Mesa, hashtag downtown Mesa, very soon. Um, hashtag making Mesa great again. Yes. Dude, we can't, we can't say enough thank you to you. You Absolutely. came out at the beginning, gave us a platform to share our story. You keep sharing the stories of all the other people around. We appreciate that. And... Uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. That's why I do it. I love it. Thanks, I mean, it's, brother. It's, it's a hard thing to go places and drink beer and talk about beer and talk about cider. <laughs> you know, but I will do it. I will do it for you guys. Yeah, yes. you can talk about bacon. Bacon. Uh, we've bacon. actually got I've, I've, we've actually got a little line of people to come talk to us. Like, right. I, this is. Bacon is most important. Do you have a tip jar? I wish. Just the tip. Just the tip. Here, here. Just here. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Did you just ask for just the tip? Just the tip. We'll work for bait. <laughs> so, welcome, ladies. Thank you for joining us in the podcast here. And are we on right now? We are not live. Okay, good. This will be edited and recorded. We're going to do director's cut and all this other stuff. So, Let's let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. Okay. So, I feel like you're the leader because you were recommending sitting. <laughs> Who do we got? I am Melanie. Hi, Melanie. Uh, is that all you want? I don't know. We can do a little bit more if you'd like. Is this your first beer school? No, this is my second. Second beer school. I'm going to ask you to turn just a little bit. There you go. Face the mic. All right. Second beer school. Yes. Did you come to the previous one? Um, uh, no, I went to the very first one actually. Very first one. Okay. And then to my left. I am Jenny with an I, and this is my first beer school ever. Thank you for clearing that. Jenny with an I Jenny and a heart with an eye. Don't Yep, and a heart. Yeah, that's All right, how so I sign it. This is your first beer school, and I'll, I'll defer to you first. How'd you enjoy yourself? I absolutely loved it. I thought it was really interesting. Each different brewery told you about different things, and I thought it was really cool. So, do you think that it what you've experienced here will change kind of how you approach beer like a little bit, or? I think so. I think that I'll like actually in like taste and take the time to like enjoy the beers rather than just like taste it and be like, oh, I don't like it, or oh, I really like it. I think I'll like take the time to like, oh, okay, this is 
what I think about the beer. And, and, and maybe even if it's not your favorite style or maybe if you won't mm-hmm. go back to it right away, you at least know that there was there was a lot involved getting to this point. Exactly, yes. Knowing the involvement and the process of the beer, I think, is really awesome. And, like, it's not just this, like, product at the end. It's, like, there's a lot of different processes that goes Absolutely. throughout every single beer. So yeah, the water. The water <laughs> the is, water. Like, <laughs> depending on where you live in the world, it can mm-hmm. depend on how the beer tastes. So. so true. Which is why I had asked when we went to Oso, I was like, so do you guys, like, have chemists? Because you need to know a lot of chemistry with the water. And they're like, no, we just went online and... Uh, which is helpful. Taught ourselves. Yeah. There's so much involved. So this is your second beer yeah. school. How, how did you enjoy this one compared to when you first came? Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, the first one I went to was, gosh, I feel like a year ago. Was it that long ago? Because it was their very first one. The very first one was a little bit more um, cordial. I don't know how, because they had to sit at a big, long table inside the brewery. And they had women, like, pouring out our beers. And then we actually had uh, the guy from Helton. I'm sorry, I don't know his name. Like, that was really fun because we got to look at the tanks. And it was more about experiencing, I think, Helton, whereas this has been about local breweries like everyone else that's here. And they're just kind of hosting it. So um, it's very interesting to know about, like, I guess how everyone does something different. Right. Yeah. So they all have something different to bring to the table. So since you're a veteran... What, how, what was your exposure to know that Beer School was even taking place? Uh, my husband. <laughs> Is he a crap beer fan? Oh, yeah. So when he first started drinking beers, at first I thought he had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted to, like, I thought he was, like, an alcoholic. <laughs> but then it started to become a hobby. It became a hobby next. Yeah. Yes. Well, I started to realize <laughs> I, I had, you know, I had no idea what went into it. And read, read that for me. Craft beer, it's not alcoholism, it's a hobby. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> that's somebody's t-shirt here. Yeah, today. yeah. So true. But this is so exactly true. what I thought in the beginning stages of him drinking beer. And I wasn't all for it at first. I thought it was kind of gross. Um, and I finally started to find some that I liked. I tend to like sours. Um, I actually like to say that I like sours because I feel like I'm starting to know more about beer. Um, I actually like the community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I like everything is local. I really like how the breweries all work together. So you've experienced that with just within just the year then? Uh, no. Or no, um, before that? Gosh, how long has it been? It's been a few years. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't even that much into beer. No. And Up until when? Up until, I don't know, she introduced me like two or three years ago when I was the... Uh, the youngster who was driving them around to go to the Oh, you the were the DD? Festival. I was the DD. Oh, you were so valuable. Yep. And I was like, wait a second. I don't know about this. This is fun. Some. This is this I sucks. don't know. I think I actually like this. So yeah. next year, it totally changed. Oh, yeah. So for, for your experience in the craft beer exposure and everything, has it been like, were you here in Arizona the whole time? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's expanded like California. <laughs> yeah. But when it when it began, Arizona, and then yeah. For yourself, and I, yeah, Arizona, and then whatever like her like Melanie and her husband have introduced to me and my boyfriend, like that has been like oh wow, there is a broad horizon. So of beers. 
I'll, I'll ask you this question. You said that, like, you kind of thought initially, like, oh, it's gross. Yes. What What were you tasting at that time that made you? Okay, so <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but IPAs, I still yep. think they're kind of gross. But I like that now I haven't a beer that I do like when before it was I was trying them all right. it was like a hunt a search for something I could tolerate mm-hmm. but I didn't know anything about beer and then when I started to learn more about the different styles I'm like oh okay I tend to like the sour ones so I'm like okay now it doesn't matter what brewery I go to do they make a sour do they make a goze now I feel and what the heck I never knew what a goze was you, you so. know how to start aiming for <laughs> yeah, what you so like so I knew what to go for if I go to a new place I've never been to before even though I'm still not a fan of IPAs apparently she's starting to I'm like them I'm starting I don't know after a year of a tasting small bits of IPAs I'm starting to finally yeah. actually IPAs like IPAs are liars you smell them and they, and smell, they smell really good and, and then you drink it and then you're like what? so so here so here's so here's one for you within that because I'm sure as you experienced within whatever beer style you're encountering you have the infinite sub genres and sub you know categories so now when you say IPA will would that include all IPAs I have yet to East Coast IPAs West Coast IPAs well, I mean, it's going to be whatever's local or whatever happens to be shipped here. So, so far I have yet to find an IPA that I like. So, do you do you understand the difference of those what I started to list? No. So, is that like the different water? I don't know. Okay. So, <laughs> so my boyfriend actually really loves New England style so IPAs. So, he likes the hazy IPAs. Yes, the haziest of hazy IPAs. And I have grown to semi-like them. And so I don't know what it is about them. They're just super fruity and delicious. And then the bitterness comes in at the end, and I don't mind it as much. Maybe it's the aftertaste? Maybe. See, I love the challenge of giving somebody the fair exposure. Now, I understand there, there might be a certain style that you just don't like. But unless someone can introduce you to a style and, and show you the range mm-hmm. that exists, because for honestly, I am not a fan of hoppy just because of hoppy. When I started drinking West Coast IPAs, I liked the doubles that were more balanced. They had kind of like a honey. They were a little bit sweeter. And then I got turned on to this craze with like the hazy, the whole East Coast thing. And it's like drinking orange juice. Like that's everybody's moniker is, oh, it's so juicy and it's didn't Ren, fruity. Didn't Ren House do something that was really juicy? They did one they recently with like passion fruit, guava and something and it was so juicy and, and I'm sure I tried it and I still had that IPA aftertaste. I think it's the aftertaste. I don't know. For me I think it's it's learning the process behind it. You tend to appreciate it so much more and you're like, wow. They put so much into this one like batch of alcohol like whatever and it's amazing like to know the process behind it. So what it changes was the flavor? What was your Aha moment? Aha or holy crap moment <laughs> where you, you maybe you didn't have an idea or you had a preconceived idea and then when you experienced it, it was just right. like, oh my gosh, I'm on board with this. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what beer it was, but it was one my boyfriend bought home from um, a liquor store and he's like, oh yeah, this is like a super juicy IPA and it's super delicious and fruity. And I tasted it and I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I could probably drink a full like 16 ounces of this and... Like enjoy it. Sorry. So sorry, I haven't had that moment. <laughs> at, at what hey guys, point? I'm sorry, but I didn't hit record on this. Just kidding. Ah! 
<laughs> did that last time. <laughs> I have done that a few oh, times. Not this time. It happens. It happens. Blake was loving it. So what's interesting about what you said, you're talking about like enjoying sours. You went from like standard everyday drinker to like expert level right off the bat because that's, it's such a polarizing category that it's like it's very few people, I think, actually enjoy sours. And I, and oh, I, I love, love them. So yesterday, right down the street here at the Wandering Tortoise, they had the first sour fest here in Arizona. And oh, yeah. We just went there last night. You, yeah. yeah you, they had like a cooler outside because they yep. had just so many on tap. Yeah, yeah. The, the mobile. Yeah, the mobile. What, I what, never even heard of such a thing. What did yeah. you, you think? How did you enjoy it? <laughs> I wish I could have enjoyed it. <laughs> but... Uh, I know, as much as I said, wow. I just love sours. We had just went to Superstition Meadery right. earlier that day, and I had so much sugar, and so I was just like, I'm done. You were wrecked. My stomach is out. Yeah. I can tell you, I would have enjoyed it. I know. sours and ciders, yeah. like, those are my Yeah, see, you, like, you say you like IPA, but sours I do like are IPAs, but open. sours are way the Peace re- the resistance. Exactly. <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah. You don't it, have. Yeah. I will get there the eventually. Journey. Take the journey. It's all I know, about the I, journey. I really want to love IPAs because those, they're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's why I want to like to. I want I wanna, to learn to I love want them to. because they are everywhere. If I can learn to love coffee, I can learn to love IPAs. Exactly. <laughs> it just it's all about it's all about guidance. So I want to thank you both for for joining us. I have a closing question thank for you, you though. Okay. Favorite brewery, beer bar, beer in Arizona for you? My very f- most favorite, probably Hus. Hus. And then? They are the ones that actually got me really to finally find beer that I like because I love their coffee Kolsch. Okay. I love that. That's a great beer. For me, it's Cider Core all the way. Yeah. They're just like everything that they create is so different and so amazing from like what anyone has ever tasted. And it's just amazing. So you've you've been down to the Saturday. Oh yeah. Right? Oh, oh okay. absolutely. Almost okay. every day. They are the best. Untapped resource, man. They're like the yeah. only cidery. They are. In Arizona. <laughs> only yeah. cidery that matters. They're awesome. <laughs> Alright, yeah. well, thank you. well guys, thank you so much thank for joining. You. I didn't even do anything on that no. I just joined you in. You just stood there and looked pretty. Just You're like, supervising. Oh, I do that pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well thank you guys. Thank yes. you. Yes. Appreciate it. Okay, um, welcome. Thank you to Tap That AZ Podcast. Tiana was saying that we had to get you on, had and to. I and you look familiar. Raged Fury, Raged I, Fury. I follow you. Yes, yes. So you, you it, do follow me. I do. Raged Fury Brewery and Bottle Shop. Yes, uh, nice. Uh, brand new brewery and bottle shop coming up. Uh, hopefully, pretty quick. We had what we thought was a spot uh, didn't quite work out. We're Moving on to another one, so okay. not not giving up hope by any means. This is going to happen for sure. That seems to be the story with a lot of breweries, right? Yeah. Plan it, it A is. ends up in the, as this, a Plan B. <laughs> this actually yeah. is plan, plan A is never the one. No. This was actually Plan F. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. On to Plan E. It, on to Plan G, E. Uh, G, yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. You know, we're done. We're not done. Yeah. So, awesome. So what's the what's the what's the concept like? What concept what? is uh, brewery bottle shop? So there's a lot of uh, bottle shops out there. There's a lot of. Uh, 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 you know, you know, tap rooms, things like that, going around. It's not, it's not quite in the area where we think it's it 
needs to quite go just yet. And to expand on that, we're, we're saying we're going to have a brewery. And we're going to brew our own beers along with everything that's on tap, along with everything's in bottles and cans and everything else. So we're, we're just going to expand on what's already there. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, good luck with that. I will be there to support you, man. Yes. <laughs> I hope you are. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, your, your girl here, she I, she brews. She's a she does. Yes. Yeah. She does. She does. So she is she is actually uh, part owner of this. She is actually going to be going to school a little farther away to do fermentation sciences. Nice. And, and microbiology. And, and microbiology. So she <laughs> she's going to be a wealth of knowledge well beyond what I've ever done. Um, I've taken this, I think, to a point where I think it's it's pretty awesome, but she's she's got this mindset. She can do this better. And you know what? I, th- I think she's right. I, like that I think she's right. Yeah. Um, totally I actually think she's right. just did a brew for my aunt's wedding, and I did three batches for it. And... <laughs> Don't laugh, fuck. <laughs> fucking asshole. So I did three batches. The first one was not where I wanted it to be. The second one, I added more grains to make it a lot better, see what I could get out of it. And the third one was solid. We're doing that one on the big batch, right? And uh, it was so good. It was gone in like 30 minutes, and I had a bunch of people coming to me like, you did this? Like, I just found out this is crazy. Like, I can't believe you did this IPA. And I was like, I feel like a famous person. I feel so cool. <laughs> That is kind of famous, though. It, yeah, it is. It was it was awesome for her to have that that experience to go into this because because she needed it for for where she's going with this and and for the classes she's gonna have to take and all that. It's it's gonna be a strain and to have that recognition that what she's doing is on the right path is yeah. awesome. That's true. It was cool. Yeah. It was like a bunch of people in one place got to try my stuff and. I haven't had that before. I just like gave growlers to people and they were like, yeah, it's good. I was like, okay, but off tap and out of bottle and in a growler are totally different in homebrew. Yeah. yeah. So it was just super awesome. I had to bottle it myself that morning. I had a panic attack. <laughs> he was like, oh, it's totally easy. I like sprayed the carbonation and beer all over look, myself. Look, if you, look, he like here, showed me twice. He's like, you got it. See ya. Look, if, if, here's the deal. If you're, if you want to be on this business, you have to recognize all the issues you're going to face day one. <laughs> and that's one of them. That's one of them. You. Guess what? You had every batch blow up in your face as you were trying to bottle on a minute's notice. It was, awful. It was, it was bad. Awful. I know. It was awful. You took but shower beer to a whole new level. No, but you really. know what? She did it. But you know what? She did it. I, I, as I, I walked like out. I was crying. I was like, you can't teach me stuff right when I wake up at 5 a.m. Right. As I like, walked what out. Is as I walked out, I'm like, I have a meeting in like an hour. Uh, I gotta go. You gotta go. Uh, so I'm in you know the kitchen, what? like crying Plenty by of myself. crap online for you to realize this. Let's do it. I didn't even and look online. Did. I she didn't actually even look did. online. Oh god, I looked at one YouTube video. I was like, fuck this, dude. Like, I'm not fucking watching this shit. He had a helper. I was like, who fucking needs a helper? Clamp. Let's go. It was pretty awesome. She did a good job. Hey learning experience it was it yes. was good awesome <laughs> now i know how to bottle beer so also, yes, yes i did think the uh the carbonation or whatever was going to explode in my face after i turned it all off but it was fine it was good it was a learning experience she did she did a good job nice <laughs> awesome. she did a good job. 
Well, guys, good luck with everything. Rage Fury on, uh, what's it, how do you find you guys? Instagram. Uh, we're on, uh, what are we on? Instagram right now. Okay, Instagram, Facebook. We're on uh, Rage Fury and Bottle Shop. Okay. You can find us on both there. Uh, Don't have we're a website not, yet. <laughs> we do have a website, www.ragefurybrewery.com. Okay. It's out there. Uh, it's not quite put together yet because <laughs> we're not quite sure where we're going. It's growing. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's happening. It's it is. It's in the works. Everything's so I, together. I apologize. When you get there, you're looking at it, you're like, oh, that looks really generic. Yeah, yeah, get it. All yeah. it says <laughs> is coming October yeah. 2018. Yeah. There's nothing else on there. <laughs> Look, we're trying. Hey, progress. Making progress. Dude, I just took over the Instagram. Like, I was like, dude, I got to take this over. His post. How did you feel about it? You're Way okay better with than what I did. <laughs> Dude, all of his posts were like cut off on the words, and like everything was broken. I was like, Please. I'm like, I'm like, how do I add things to my pictures? She's like, you don't. I'm like, well, what? This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I changed the whole thing. I was like, this whole thing needs to change right now. <laughs> he like did a poll thing, but then he shared it on Instagram. It's like you can't do a poll and share the post on the <laughs> no. same thing. Why? That's a business work. opportunity for Instagram right there. <laughs> yes. It doesn't so, work. So anyway, yeah, we're growing. We're trying. Yeah. We'll right. keep it up, guys. Keep it up. You got us here supporting you. You got Brian held on your side. Heck yeah. Yeah, awesome. Guys, thanks for joining. Thank you. Awesome.